Greetings, greetings. This is Pauline, also known as Sister Fabu. Welcome to Season 10, Episode 3 of my podcast, Through My Looking Glass. Um, my podcast is dedicated to victims and survivors. I am African-American, born in Jamaica. I'm a poet. And uh, I am a survivor. I will tell you that I am safe and I'm in a good place of taking control of my life. And will not allow my past abusers or anyone else around me to control me. I choose my actions. And how I am going to go forward with whatever happens or happening in my life. Um, if you ask me how I'm doing right now, I'm, <laughs> I'm just really been a little thinking a lot. And wondering what can be done so, so many people don't continue to be victims and survivors. Because it seems like no matter how hard we try, so many people are dying every day. So many loved ones are being left. And having to deal with the whole emotional trauma so that's me right now I want to ask you how are you doing I hope you're safe and in a good place and if you're not I hope you're working on being safe last time I talked about teen depression today I'm going to talk about the invisible monster and as you know, <laughs> the CDC actually had a statistic that said that over 97,700 people die from overdose, mostly accidental. And opioids are a factor in 7 out of 10, which is 72% of those overdose. One of the biggest problems right now is gun violence. 
and I had had some bad experience in my life that I know that there was so many times when I could have made a decision to do something to either hurt myself or someone else. I felt something else inside of me telling me or trying to tell me how to behave. So I I do believe, and I wrote a poem about it, which I will share with you. That invisible monster. So that's my title today, the invisible monster. And again, what what is that you might ask? And in coming to that, we are all born and everyone think that babies are so cute and it's so exciting to have a baby and how wonderful it is. And actually, it is. But from my experience, It is that voice that exists in us from youth, from a young age. And if we do not learn to control it, it will control us. The sad thing is that monsters are born when we are at our weakest point. And it's born in a way where it's let us think that it is helping us because we're in a bad situation. You know, it's like my poem that talks about, you know, that person that was feeling down. And this happens all the time. You're feeling down and you feel like, okay... Something is saying, you know, just take that pill or, you know, take that little bit of drugs. That's going to help you. That's going to make you feel better. And you take it and it make you feel better. It make you forget about the things you don't want to remember. And every time you get to that point, you take it and they take it. And little by little, you're addicted to it. You know, that's what that does, that monster in your head does. Because human beings are so loving. Yet on the other side, we can, we can cause a whole lot of problem. We can do things that we know we should not do. That monster will control us if we let it. (laughs) I am sure you will agree with me. 
when I say, I am so tired of all the pain in the world. We wake up every day. Most of us hope for a good day. Others who allow the monster in them to be in control. Think about how they are going to make someone else's day bad. We have to control this monster within us. It is possible. There has been 130 mass shooting in the United States this year alone. Now, what is happening to the survivors after their loved ones are gone? After witnessing the trauma, pain of being a survivor or witnesses the shooting of another. That is when I say the monster is definitely in control because there we go. If there is 130 mass shooting, how many survivors, how many victims are there that was born, that's born alone this year? It is so very sad. That monster definitely control whoever pick up that choose to pick up that gun and fire it whether it be at someone else or themselves according to the cdc 124 people die from gun violence every day And even more sustained non-fatal injuries. 124 every day. So we know that firearm injuries are a serious public health problem. In 2020, there was 45 1,222 firearm-related deaths in the United States. Again, that was about 124 people dying from firearms-related injury every day. More than half of firearms-related deaths were suicide. And more than four out of ten were firearm homicide. Now, when we get to the point where we cannot make good decisions, positive decisions, there we go again with that monster. We don't really get up and think of good things and decide that we're going to kill ourselves. That's not a good feeling. It had, it has to be that monster within us. We have to learn to control that monster within us.
and more people suffer from non-fatal fire harm related injury than the ones who die. So you think about if 124 people die every day, how many people suffer from non-fatal um, fire harm related injury? You know, more than seven out of every 10 medical treat treated fire harm injury are from fire harm related assaults. That is a lot. And the crazy part about it is that you think that as you get older, you'd be able to control that monster. I don't know if it's just the pressure of life because it can, it is a very overwhelming when so much stuff happened to you. You just feel like it's not worth it sometimes. But if you let that monster control you till you get to the point where you're so weak when you can't, you're no longer in control, then stuff like this is going to happen. So CDC said men account for about 86% of all victims of firearm death and 87% of non-fatal firearms. So rates of firearm violence also varies by age, race, ethnicity. Firearms homicide rates are higher among teens and young, and young young adult 15 to 35 ages year of age and among blacks or african american american indians or <laughs> alaska na natives and hispanic latino population and the firearms rates are higher when you get to like 75 and over. I, I, you know, you think those are the years when you want to just say that, okay, I'm at the age now where I just need to relax. But again, that monster within your head, that monster. We need to learn to make positive decisions in our life. We need to teach our children how to make positive decisions in life. And just because you feel like doing something doesn't mean that it's okay. So, you you know, doesn't mean you should do it. It's not, it's not necessarily okay. And as I said, kids have to learn from a young age. I know a lot of parents, kids will ask parents if they can do something. And, and the parents will say no. And the kids will question you why. 
And the parents would be like, because I said so. And I'm one of those parents who say that. You know, there is a positive and a negative to that. There's a positive because the kids need explanation. And I feel when the child is old enough for the explanation, I give the explanation. Or I try to give it the best I can to their ability of understanding. And in a sense, you teach the child that, that everything that you, he or she wants to do, they can do. They have to learn self-control. You know, they have to learn self-control. Because later on, if they want something and they can't have it, they're going to feel that, well, they should have it. So they're going to take it from someone else. There you go again. And what can happen when you try to do that? So many people can get hurt when you try to do that. It's like a, a two-year-old want a toy from another child and they can't have it. So they choose to bite the child. What happens now? You know? Two people get hurt in that right there. And that's if we don't learn as we grow or we don't teach our children as they grow right from wrong. And it's okay not to do or not to have. Then they're always going to feel it's okay. And the other thing is teaching them to talk to others. Open up. If something is bothering you, talk to an adult about it. Someone hurt you, talk to an adult about it. Now, I wrote a poem. It's called The Invisible Monster. And I'm going to read this poem to you now. Here we go. The Invisible Monster. Did you see that? Did you see that? Where did he go? Where, where did he go? Oh, oh, okay. It's gone. It's gone. Let's, let's start over. Let's start over. Listen. 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 Can you hear that? Did you hear that? There's a monster in my head. Listen. Listen. Can you hear that monster in my head? I tried to pull him out and throw him down and stamp on him. I turned around and it's back again. But I, I cannot see it. But I know it is there. I know there's a monster in my head. I hear it. I hear the voices. Listen, listen. Can you hear it? It tells me I'm not good enough. 
Did you hear it? He tells me I should hit John in the head. John did not do anything to me. He tells me to knock Pam's food over. What? What if Pam is hungry? He tells me to call John the new boy names. Suppose it hurt his feelings. One day, he even told me to bring a knife to school. That's not me. I tried to keep it to myself, but I couldn't. Have you ever had a monster in your head? It doesn't stay quiet. He tell you to do things. That is not always nice. How the children did those things to me before, and I did not like it. Mine got bad. I had to tell the counselor, school counselor about it. A counselor was always there for me when I need him. Someone to talk to. So we put a plan in place. We had to be quiet. We wrote it down. We wrote down the plan, what the plan was. Always remember that I was in control, not the voice in my head. Because the monster likes to be in control. I was in control. So when the monster tell me to do something that is not nice, I say no. I say it really quiet to myself, but really loud to the monster because he doesn't like me to speak loud to him. I tell the monster, I am a good person. I do not like to hurt people. I know what it feels like to be hurt. I am somebody. I can be who I want to be. Now I'm grown up. I still have that monster in my head. And it is okay. It came around. It has now learned that I am in control. I make the decisions. I am a good person. I do good things. So I wrote that poem a while back. And... 
I use it with young people as well as adults because I think it, it helps young people because I remember being when I was a teenager I was so my brain was all over the place and I knew I was a good person, but I had a lot of bad thoughts in my head. And they're like, there's no way that could be me. It was like I was two people at the same time. And I think a lot of those bad thoughts came to me because I was getting it from other people. I was getting it at home. I was getting it from, you know, people at school. I was getting it from people at street. And as I grew up, it's weird because I don't think it got much better. I, I get it all over the place. I still get it sometimes. But the difference is, I think I just block a lot of it out now. You know, sometimes it gets me down and I get in that depressed mode but it doesn't last too long because I learn to control my thoughts my actions and I, sometimes I just need to just curl up for a little bit I do that But then I get out of it. You know, I make myself get out of it. So that's that's it for today. It's just <sighs> something have to be done I from youth to stop this violence. I don't think it can wait to be adults. You know, it doesn't seem like the adults are going to get the guns off the streets or allow young people to get the guns. So the best thing is just to educate and teach the young people, you know, that they're worth more than this. And then we'll have a happy world. So if you are a victim of domestic violence, know that there is support out there. If you are suffering from mental illness, there is help out there. Okay. If you need someone to talk to, please. The National Suicide Prevention Hotline is 988. Pretty easy to remember. There's always someone there to answer the phone to support you. Whether you want to talk, just want to talk, think about hurting yourself. That monster is taking you over before you go do something that you will regret or it's going to change so many lives. Call 988 and let them know. National Child Abuse Hotline, 1-800-422-4453.
And please, I know it's crazy, but we all know veterans is one of the, you know, group of people's always coming back to us from fighting war, which the monster is just taking them over. And a lot of them are committing suicide, a lot of them. So they definitely need some help. Veterans Crisis, 1-800-273-48255, or you can call 988 also. If you have a family member going through a hard time, support them. They need you more than you can imagine. Okay. As we reach the end of this episode, I want to thank you for listening. And again, remember, before you pick up that next bottle, before you choose to use before you choose to do something that is not positive for yourself or someone else. Take control of that monster within your head. Call 988. And please give yourself some self-love. I am asking, how are you doing in this moment? If you ask me how I'm doing right now, again, I'm just, I'm sitting here open for a better world. A better world. I'm watching the numbers every year of the gun violence and hopefully I'm hoping for things to go down. Um, please listen, share, and subscribe. And feel your how are you. I hope you find something positive. In the invisible monster. I am Pauline also known as Sister Fabu. As my son Omari would always say. I want you to know I am here for you as well. Love you. Thank you for listening to another episode of Through My Looking Glass.